Hi, I'm Liza, and I've been reading tarot professionally for well over a decade. And this is Tarot for the Modern Reader, the podcast that will teach you simple, actionable techniques to read the cards with more clarity, accuracy, and ease, so you can get real answers to real questions for real people, including yourself, in today's modern world. Whether your readings are for guidance or prediction, I'll help you 86 the doubt and confusion and take your skills and confidence to the next level so you can become the best tarot reader you know. This is Tarot for the Modern Reader. Hello and welcome to the Tarot for the Modern Reader podcast. I'm Liza, your podcast host, and this episode is titled The Three Ways to Give an Accurate Yes or No Tarot Reading. So when it comes to tarot, the cards are deep, the imagery is rich, and the symbolism is plentiful. A reading consisting of even just one card can yield such a depth of nuanced information. Yet there will be those readings many times in your practice where someone will ask you a specific question and they will be looking for a one word answer. Just one word. If you've guessed the word is either yes or no, you have guessed correctly. Today we are diving into episode number three out of six in our practical training series at the Reader's Table. This is a series of six episodes where we discuss the practical, hands-on tips, tricks, and techniques that make you a better reader. Okay, so let's get into it. Should you give yes or no readings? Well, that's up to you. There are plenty of tarot snobs who will tell you that tarot has far grander purposes and capabilities than that. And yeah, that's true. But if you listen to the first episode in this series, the one about reading for prediction, or the second one where I shared that story by Rachel Pollack, then you know my position at this point is to do whatever feels good for you. Tarot does have a wonderful purpose, and we are able to use it in whatever way we choose. Now, That being said, I don't personally love yes-no readings, and here's why. I think that the future is not static, so something might be lining up as a yes right now, but that doesn't mean future actions aren't going to change that. So when I do a yes or no reading, I like to lead off with that caveat, that this is what I currently see. However, outside circumstances that are always in play, the the sitter's own behaviors and choices, they can all change that. So the further out the event, the more time there is for things to uh, change along the way. But again, that being said, for the most part, uh, a yes or no reading can be successful. A yes or no reading is also a predictive reading. So that's something else that you have to get comfortable with or be willing to be uncomfortable with. Just like we talked in the previous episode, you're putting a stake in the ground and you're reading for prediction and that can be scary. But I have a few solid strategies that can help. 
So no matter which of the methods that I share with you today for interpreting yes or no readings, there are a few basic tips that I use, and these apply to all of the methods. So let me start out with that first. Let me suggest those to you. Number one, use only one card. If you want to throw more cards, then for more info, have at it. But for your yes or no answer, just throw one card. I see people doing three to five cards and trying to get the answer from the best two out of three or three out of five. This is not poker. Keep it simple. You can have a bigger spread, but you want to have your yes or no answer determined by one card. So if it's going to be part of a bigger spread, then you need to have a position in that spread or a card in that spread that's designated to answering that question. Now, secondly, your yes or no question should be crystal clear. No questions that are skewed favorably or negatively. Make the question itself neutral and only one question at a time. None of this run-on question with multiple mini questions in one. Clear questions beget clear answers. Now, on that note, you also want to... Uh, set your question up in a way that the answer won't be confusing. So sometimes you need to reframe a question. And this is a little trick that I learned from my Lenormand reading friends. And that is to set up the question so that the positive outcome that you're hoping for, assuming you want a positive outcome, but so, so that the positive outcome is associated with the positive cards And a no answer is associated with some of the more, quote unquote, negative cards. Meaning, let let me give you an example. If I asked the question, is my house haunted? And I got the death card. Well, would that be no? Because the death card is like a definite no answer. So no, my house isn't haunted. Or is it that my house is haunted because I got the death card, a card that indicates the other realms, right? The other side. So it would be a better reframing of the question for me to say, is my house free of any negative entities? Or is my house free of any spirits or any ghosts or, you know, whatever it is that you're asking about. But that way, if I ask that question and I get the sun card, it's very clear that the answer is yes. And if I get the death card, you know, is my house free from any negative entities? And then I get the death card. It's pretty clear what the answer is. So that's something that I want you to be very mindful of. Always go into your readings with the best question you possibly can. Never be afraid to reframe a question for someone, even if it's just yourself. Okay, and then you also want to stick with the method you decide on. So this is tip number three. Of the different ways that you can choose to read a yes or a no um, question, the ways that you can choose to find that answer, you definitely do not want to change it up mid-reading. So you can change for another reading, but once you've started shuffling and definitely once you've thrown the cards, you can't change the rules of the game. The universe gave you the cards that it did based on the parameters you set down. You can't change that up once you've already laid the cards down. So you definitely want to stick with whatever you chose to begin with. And then lastly, you need to be willing to trust the answer. Don't ask a question that you aren't prepared to accept the answer to. Do not pull a different card because you don't like or understand the one you pulled. That just leads to confusion. Trust 
that you pulled the exact card that you did for a reason. Sit with it until it makes sense to you or even just go with it if it's bigger than your understanding right now. That's how you develop trust with the universe and with your with yourself to receive messages. The universe is going to give you the card that is best suited to your answer. So even if you don't understand it at the time, just put it aside and let that kind of soak into your unconscious or subconscious mind and that answer might become a little more clear to you later. Okay, so now let's get on to the three ways to give an accurate yes or no reading. So option number one, decide on the meaning of each card ahead of time. So this is very easy. Um, It takes a little bit of time up front, so you have to go through your deck and you have to assign each card a meaning and remember it or write it down. Now, you don't have to do this for every reading. You can do it once where you make a decision for each card and then sticking with that each time you do a reading. This is something that you get to decide. You don't have to worry about whether you're right or wrong. So if you decide a meaning for a card that you wonder, should this be a yes? Should this be a no? It's okay. Whatever you choose, whatever it means to you, because once you've made that decision and you've communicated that with the universe, that's what the universe is going to go with each and every time. So the challenge with this method is that there are some cards that are not necessarily a clear cut yes or no, like some others, you know? So like some cards are super clear on their positions, like the sun. Other ones are a bit ambiguous, but as long as you've decided what you want that card to mean, then you can trust the answer that it gives you when you get that card in a reading. And I will tell you that this is probably something by now that you have picked up on throughout this podcast. I am a big believer that we teach the universe how to communicate with us, that the the universe universe communicates signs and symbols to us that it knows we understand. Because when I say the universe, I'm really just talking about our highest self and our connection to source and the knowledge that we already have. So those things that are already in our realm of awareness are the things that come to us. And at this point, the universe is going to communicate to you things that it knows you can pick up on. So you can trust that whatever it is that you're getting a message for is the right message meant for you. Okay, so I'll get off my little soapbox there. But when you get one of those those cards that isn't a hard yes or a hard no, you can also let your sitter know that in this particular case, while you're giving them a specific answer, you know, that that's just the way the universe is currently leaning. It's not really set in stone. Like you get the sun card, that's a yes. You get the death card, that's a no. There's some other cards you get that you might feel like you have a hard time deciding whether or not it's a yes or a no. So when it comes up in your reading, you can give the answer in accordance to with what you decided for the card, but also letting them know that, you know, this has a lot of room for change, you know, so that this is this is your answer right now, but you have the power to change these circumstances. When I first learned to read tarot, somewhere I read that for a yes-no reading, all the majors were a yes, while the even-numbered pip cards were also a yes. And then the odd-numbered pip cards were a no. And I followed that system for a long time. Now, looking back, that was quite a disproportionate number of yeses. But it didn't matter because I had communicated with the universe what my intention was. So even though there was 
I don't know, maybe two thirds of the cards in the deck were saying yes, while one third was saying no. The bottom line was the universe knew that. So if it wanted to give me a no answer, it had to give me an odd numbered pip card. Okay. Okay. Method number two, upright or reversed for yes and no. Now, I want to lead this off by saying you do not need to read reversals. You do not need to be a reader who reads reversals. This can be a specific tactic you use specifically for a yes or no reading. So this is another really basic and simple way to give a yes or no reading. You can take your deck, and if you're only doing a yes-no reading, like if you're only pulling one card, you're not doing you know the rest of uh, any type of reading beyond that, you're just pulling this one card for a yes or no answer, I would cut your deck in half, assuming you only read with upright cards. Cut your deck in half as close as possible, rotate half the deck, and then shuffle away. So you shuffle them until they're good and mixed, draw one card, upright is a yes, reversed is a no. It is literally that simple. Now, if you're already someone who reads reversals and your deck is already you know, fairly well mixed anyway, that's fine. I would just shuffle the way that I normally shuffle. I do re- read reversals, and the way that I shuffle is that I shuffle, 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 and every Every so often, every like third shuffle or something like that, I take a small subsection of the deck and I rotate it 180 degrees and then I shuffle some more and then I turn a few more and then I shuffle some more, right? So I do something like that. So whatever your method is, you know, regarding whether or not you normally read reversals and how you shuffle, you can figure out how you want to work through that. What matters is that you get to an end result where you feel like when you turn over a card, you don't know which one it's going to be. You know, half the deck could be one way or the other. Now, bonus points on this method if you are called to use the meaning of the card as the why. For example, the card you pull is death upright. Typically, this card would be a no, but in this method, it's a yes because it is upright. So that's something you really have to keep clear in your head. You have to be very intentional with the universe and what it is that you're doing and intentional with yourself. If you know that this is the method you're doing, don't allow yourself to be swayed or second guess yourself in a situation like this. If this is how you are choosing to get your yes, no answer, then even if the death card comes up, the answer is a, it comes up upright. The answer is a yes. So in this particular case, as an example, if the question was, will I get a new job and you get the death card, the answer could be something along the lines of yes, because your current position is ending. That would be an elaboration where the meaning of the card plays into the the answer. You know, like that's why you got that particular card. Okay, now the last method is reading via straight up prediction, which I know you guys are just going to love this one, but it has to be said. Arguably, this one might make you the most nervous. Instead of any kind of system that takes the prediction off of your shoulders, in this method, you are just making a prediction based off of the one card you pulled to answer their question. So it's not like any particular card indicates yes or no. It's not like whether or not it's upright or reversed indicates no. The card itself, and even if you read reversals, it might be reversed, but the card itself, you must analyze the card for your answer. So your answer is going to take into account the nature of their question and the nature of the card. So this method is definitely the trickiest, 
but it will also yield the most information. So some are very obvious. Again, will I get the job? Son, yes. Death, no. Three of wands, yes, if you're willing to travel. Ace of swords, yes, and quickly you will hear back from them. Empress, yes, conditions are ripe and favorable. You might even have a woman that takes you under her wing or that is your boss or mentors you. Seven of pentacles, yes, if you can show them in the interview that you are a hard worker and you are better than any of the other interviewees, if you can show that you are the best candidate that's coming in there. So there's a good example of when something, you know, can be a little difficult to decide whether or not it's a yes or no, and you really have to go with the information in the card. So the Ace of Wands reversed. No, even though the Ace of Wands is typically a very positive card, new beginnings, growing, the fact that it's reversed takes away that meaning. So it's saying that this is not the time for a new beginning. The Fool, yes, new beginning favored. Now, if the Fool was reversed, it'd be like the Ace of Wands. No. Seven of Swords. No, there are things that you are just not being told. Hanged Man. And this one is tricky. If I pulled the hanged man for a yes or no reading, I would probably say it cannot be predicted at this time. Conditions are yet undetermined. Or I might say it's a no for right now. Because right now, I see no movement. Nothing is going forward. It doesn't mean that it's a permanent no, but as of right now, nothing is moving. And that brings me to one other caveat, is that not everything asked can be answered with a yes or a no reading, even if your sitter is asking a yes or no question. This is something that I really try to convey when someone asks a yes or no question. Like I mentioned above, things change as time moves. Also, there are some things that are just not yet determined by the universe. So getting the hanged man is a good example of that. There might not be an answer yet. The universe doesn't have an answer for them because it is not yet determined. The clarity is not there. The decision has not yet been made. You have to be okay with sometimes saying, I honestly can't tell you yes or no right now. Additionally, some questions presume information that's not correct to begin with. So your sitter could be asking a yes or no question about a scenario that is never even going to come to pass. And that's something to keep in mind. When you use a system like upright or reversed cards, you're getting a definite answer to something that may not be a definite situation to begin with. So this is one reason that I like the final method, even though it's the hardest, you know, it's that thing in life where sometimes the thing that is the most difficult also yields the greatest rewards. So even if it's scary, because this method will give us the most opportunity to elaborate on the card pulled and how that might play out. Okay, I hope that this episode was helpful for you with the yes and no readings. So there you have it. There are three different ways to deliver a yes or no reading. And remember those tips and tricks that I gave you in the beginning apply to all of them. The next episode in the practical training series at the Reader's Table is called Five Fail-Proof Tips Every Reader Needs to Give an Accurate Reading. So I will see you in that episode. And if you have not yet subscribed to this podcast, please do so. That really helps us get the podcast out into the world and into more listeners' earbuds. Podcasts have an algorithm just like social media does. So if you subscribe to this podcast, you will not only help other people find it, but also you will never miss an episode 
For the entire first month of this podcast, we plan to release several episodes every single week. Uh, So if you subscribe to the podcast, then you'll always know when the new batch of episodes drop. Okay, that is it for this episode, and I will see you in the next one. Bye.